Good morning. Welcome to our services today. Welcome to Mother's Day 2020. To all the moms out there watching, I want to wish them a happy Mother's Day. I also want to encourage you gentlemen, uh, sons, husbands, make sure and remember your wives, your mothers, mother-in-laws, daughters, anyone in your home that is a mother today, remember them. Remember to give them a call. Remember to give them a FaceTime visit. Whatever you can do, given the circumstances that you're under with the uh, COVID-19 virus, don't let that stop you from telling mom Happy Mother's Day. This is an opportunity to share some love, to share thoughtfulness, and to share just your feelings. You may not be able to be there personally, but you can can be there in spirit and in kindness and in heart. And as we open this morning, we want to remember our prayer requests. We want to continue to remember all of those who are struggling with COVID-19, all of those who are sick, the family members who may be in quarantine with them. We want to remember all of the caregivers, whether they be a family member, whether they be a nurse, a doctor, a scientist, everyone involved in the uh, COVID-19 research and development of vaccines and all of those things, we want to remember them in prayer today. We want them to remember that God is the giver of all health. Christ is the great physician, and he alone will provide what is needed and what is necessary for the development of a vaccine and a cure. After all, God has cured many things throughout history, and this is not something that's above him. So let's remember all of those this morning. Let's also remember all of the law enforcement, the EMS, the corrections officers, all of the essential workers, whatever trade or career you may be in today, the truck drivers that are trying to deliver products. Let's remember the industries that are affected. There are a lot of industries who are struggling right now to provide and to produce. The farming industry is stricken real hard. They have crops that they have brought in and because of industry problems they can't get rid of them. Let's remember those. Let's remember them and let's ask God to provide a way for them to sell their produce so that they can stay afloat during this economic mess. That brings us to others who have been distanced, uh, who have lost jobs, who are temporarily laid off and unemployed. Let's remember them, that God will bless them, that God will strengthen them. Let's remember each other today. There are many other sicknesses. There are cancers. There are many other things going on in the world around us. And as such, we have troubles and trials. There are those who are afflicted today because of substance abuse and addiction. Let's remember them. To the women and children of McDowell County's Friendship Home, I want to wish you moms a happy Mother's Day today. And I want you to know that you haven't been forgotten. Likewise, at the men... Over at the John Thompson Center, I want to tell you hello. 
And I want to say God bless you today. You're very special to us. Both of these homes are very special to us. As I've said so many times in person, there's a, you are my church. And I'm here to reach out to you. I'm here to, to be your pastor, if you so desire. Well, without any further ado, let's remember all of these. Let's remember your requests this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We'll open our services and we'll go into God's Word. Heavenly Father, thank you for the day that you've given. Thank you for the opportunity to open your Word and to share the message that you've given. Lord, I pray that it would touch hearts this morning. I pray that it would encourage and uplift. I pray that it would convict. I pray that there would be souls saved and I pray that those needing repentance would come to know and come to seek repentance in you. Now, Heavenly Father, as we do this, we lift all of these prayer requests to you today. We lift them up knowing that you already are aware of them. We've not told you anything new or anything special. But God, you know that each one of these requests are special. Each one of these people are special. Each one of these needs are special. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would open doors and hearts, and I pray that your word would not return to you void this morning. I pray that it would accomplish everything that you have purposed it to do. All of these things and many, many more, I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would bless and touch and lift up. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 5. While you find your place, I want to just give a little bit of an introduction. This is Mother's Day, and I do want to spend some time on mothers this morning. But I want to do it a little differently. We're going into the Beatitudes, into the Sermon on the Mount today. And while the Sermon on the Mount was theologically written to the Jewish community for the coming kingdom of God in the millennial reign, I also want you to realize it has a moral implication that follows the Christian throughout the New Testament. It has an implication that leads, uh, leads us to have a life and a relationship with God through Jesus Christ that leads and guides us in a daily manner. And it is written to men and women and boys and girls and all that know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But this morning I want us to look at it in relation to mothers. I want us to look at three verses, and I want us to see that relationship that those three verses have to mothers and to the chore of motherhood. And let's not forget that this morning. Motherhood is a blessing that was given from God to women, but it was also a blessing that comes with great responsibility. And I can think of no one on the face of the earth who has more responsibility than a mother. I can think of no one who has more struggles, more difficulty trying to, uh, trying to live with the blessing that God has given them and trying to put it to work in their life than the mother. And this morning, moms, I hope to give you just a few minutes and uh, just a little bit of, a, of an inspiration and an encouragement from God's Word. So join me in Matthew chapter 5 beginning with verse 6. 
The Lord says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The Lord gives us several things of blessedness, of blessedness in these uh, Beatitudes. But when we're looking at these and we're talking about righteousness and hungering for righteousness, we need to first take an opportunity and think about exactly what he is saying with righteousness so that we understand what it is. It is not sinful perfection or sinless perfection, I'm trying to say. It is not sinless perfection in the point that we must live our lives and never fail and never make a mistake because we already know we can't do that. And I want to tell the moms this morning, when the Lord tells you to hunger after righteousness, he is not telling you to be perfect in your role as a mother because he knows you can't be. But what he is telling you to do is to morally strive for a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, so that God, the Holy Spirit, and His Word can lead, guide, and direct you into all things that you do, all things that you say, your life in general. It is to hunger for God's presence in your life. And I want to say to you this morning, Mom, if you're hungering for that presence of God in your life, then I, I want to congratulate you and I want to encourage you to continue to do so. I realize it can be difficult in this day and in the age that we live for men or women to hunger after God's righteousness. But for women in particular, and moms especially today, the idea of a godly woman is something that is laughed at in the world today. Women are expected to be sexually pleasuring. Women are expected to be uh, are, are expected to be performers. They're expected to do and to show and to be things that their God never designed and intended them to be. They're expected to follow and fit a pattern that is directed by Hollywood or by New York, by the fashion industry. I want to tell you today, that's not what God's plan for you is God wants you to be hungering after Him. He wants you to be following and searching Him in righteousness and in holiness and in a walk where your role as a mother in life is guided by God through the Holy Spirit and through His Word. It is one where you teach your children a glorious and a righteous path to walk down. It is one where you read and show your children the Bible. It is one where you are an equal contributor into your household with your husband. It is one where you're seeking and searching the will and the work of God in your life and in your home today. When you're searching for the righteousness of God in your life, you're searching for the will and the pleasure of God in your life. And when you find that, Mom, when you find that will, when you find that pleasure, when you find that righteousness in your life today, you know what? You're going to find blessedness. That word blessed is simply translated happy. But it's more deeply understood as a happiness that comes from joy. 
which is a fulfilling inside of the heart. I've talked with many mothers over the course of my ministry. And I've seen many of them who will tell me that they love being a mother, but they just don't feel joyful. There's no happiness there. And as I've talked with them, i found that they're struggling between God and the world. They're struggling to try to keep up with what the world expects and trying to satisfy God. And my instructions to them are to forget about the world. Forget about all of that. Follow God. Follow what God's word lays out for you. Seek his righteousness. And what does it say? What does the Lord say if we seek his righteousness in verse 6? They shall be filled. There's going to be no room in your life for anything else. There's going to be no room in your life for frustration. There's going to be no room in your life for aggravation, for anger. There's going to be no room in your life for depression and frustration and, and aggravation and those things where you feel like you're being torn and pulled. Seek and hunger and thirst. Desire. Have an appetite for the righteousness of God. You will be glad you did. It will move and work inside of your heart and life and it will make you a vessel that God will work through where you will transform your home. You will transform your relationship with your husband. You will transform your relationship with your children. Mothers, today, you're going to have a blessedness to work with. You're going to have a joy to work in your role, to work in how God has designed and destined you. And I realize some of you may be saying this morning, well, preacher, I just haven't gotten off to a real good start at being a mother. I haven't gotten off at a real good start in these things, and I'm having to rebuild and rework. Let me say a word to you quickly this morning if you're out there and you feel like you're struggling today. Stop right where you're at. Stop right where you're at and ask yourself, how much of your life is being dedicated to seeking God and how much of it is being dedicated to seeking the, uh, the adulations of the world, to seeking the, uh, the accolades, to getting a pat on the back from the world. Now, we all have to live in the world, but we do not have to live of the world. When I say that, what I'm trying to say is we have to go to work every day. We have to pay bills. We have to see the children off to school and back from school and deal with the homework and deal with all of the other things in life that come up. Those are things of life that we are associated with that are in this world that we live in. And we have no choice but to live inside of those things and work with them. But we don't have to be of the world. We don't have to be so wrapped up in the world that it guides our life. God's Word should be the guiding principle of your life today. And you can begin that right now. If you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, if you've never been saved, if you've never known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is the day when you call upon Him. 
Today is the day when you reach out to Him in prayer and you ask Him to save your soul. You ask Him to forgive your sin. You ask Him to put all of that behind you. And I promise you, according to the Word of God, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 are two good verses for you to go to. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Go there. Read those verses, believe those verses, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. It is the beginning of seeking and hungering and thirsting for righteousness. If you have been saved, then maybe you've rebelled. Maybe you've wandered away. There's always room at the cross to come back. There's always room to turn around and come back into God's righteousness and to start seeking Him. Today is the beginning of the best part of your life. It doesn't matter if you're 15 or 50 or older or younger. Mothers, today is the beginning of the best day of your life. Hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God. Next we see in verse 7, we need to practice mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is, an, is showing kindness and forgiveness to those who harm or hurt you. And as a parent, we all know that children and being a parent can be hurtful. Children say things that are hurtful. Children do things that are hurtful. And no greater hurt is that of a mother who has been hurt by their child. No greater hurt is that of a mother who has hurt their child. When we talk about being merciful, we don't have a limitation here. Jesus says, blessed or happy are the merciful. Those who show mercy and those who obtain mercy are both happy and joyful. It takes a special woman and a special mother today to have a forgiving, loving, kind, and generous heart toward her children, toward family members, toward others, for the benefit of the home, for the benefit of the relationship in the home, for the benefit of the children and the mother and child relationship. It also goes internally, moms, be merciful to yourself. Don't expect more from yourself than God expects from you. And don't allow other people to try to leverage or influence or bully you into being something that God is not creating and intending you to be. Let God's Word lead, guide, and direct you. Let God's Word move in your heart. Let the Holy Spirit have His way in your life. Let all of that take place. Learn what mercy is in your life. Learn how it is affecting your life and your relationship with your children and with your husbands and, and with those around you. 
Learn to be merciful first to yourself and then learn to be merciful into the lives of others and learn to receive mercy as it comes from others. You see, when we are looking at mercy, we often feel a burden to be the one giving it. But there's also a conviction to receive it. To receive it from others. There is a conviction also. Not only to show it and not only to receive it, but to live it. You see, being merciful isn't just about words. Being merciful is about an expression, a life testimony, a living testimony. It is about showing people that you are one of God's. That you are a saint. That you are a born-again child of God. That's who Jesus is talking to. He's talking to those who follow him. Unfortunately, those who aren't saved today will not understand mercy. They will not get it. In order for you to get mercy and understand mercy, you have to experience it. And the best experience you can have with mercy is a saving experience in Jesus Christ. That's the best experience you can have. When you have experienced the saving mercy of Jesus Christ, you too can understand what it is to give it. And what it is to receive it from others. What it is to live it in your daily life. To do so, Mother says that you will be blessed. And you will obtain it. To get it is to give it. To give it is to know it. And to know it is to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That mercy is wonderful. There's no greater mercy that I've ever experienced in my life than the mercy that came through my mother. And that mercy came not from her, but through her, through Jesus Christ. Mothers are the most merciful people that I know. Christian, godly, saintly mothers. Last, in verse number 8, Let's look at purity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, pure isn't sinless perfection. Let's not get into that route, okay? When, when the Lord says pure, it's being clean or pure in a spiritual sense from pollution or the guilt of sin. In other words... Are you living your life the way the Lord would want you to live your life? Are you living your life according to God's Word? Now this message will go to men and women both in a great degree, but today I'm focusing on mothers. If Mothers, if you're walking around in a guilt of sin on a daily basis, maybe your relationship with your husband hasn't been as good and maybe you've been stepping out. Maybe your relationship with God hasn't been good and you've been giving up on God. Maybe there's other sin in your life. You can't live a pure life. You can't 
live a solid foundational Christian life without repentance. In order to be pure, there has to be repentance. I don't care what your situation or circumstance is. God will forgive. God will allow you to repent. God will allow you to experience purity in your heart. You have to let him. And you have to believe him. With repentance comes us going to God, seeking for his moving in our life, forgiving us of sin, and bringing us back into a close relationship with him. But it also comes down to the point of us forgiving ourselves. The whole thing with mercy that we just talked about, it comes back to purity. And if we're living a pure life according to God's word, we will understand and experience mercy, be able to share it and give it, which will develop and work that righteousness in our life that we began with. So it does come down to a foundation of purity. But with that comes not just a repentance to God of what's going on in our life, but it comes down to a forgiveness of ourselves and allowing God to pick us up, dust us off, put us on the right path, and us walk that path not looking back. Not looking back. Staying away from those things that brought you into that bad situation. Staying away from the things you had to repent of. Repentance is more than just crying tears and falling down in front of God and just saying you're sorry. Repentance is a change from the inside out that comes from the moving of the Holy Spirit working and cleansing and cleaning inside of our heart and life. The Word of God Nowhere shows Jesus rejecting those who genuinely came to him. And he's not going to begin with you. Jesus died for you. God loves you. He wants you to live a life that is pure. Because those that are pure in heart shall see God. It doesn't say might see God. It doesn't say could see God. It says shall see God. Purity of heart is not something that you can decide on what's right and wrong. Purity of heart comes from this. It comes from all of it. From the first word of Genesis to the last word of Revelation. It all applies to you and to me. Moms, for you to have purity of heart today gives you a position in your children and in your family that is one that is cherished and prized. To be merciful is an act that a mother has that can't be taught by anyone else in a child's life or in a husband's life. To be righteous is a blessedness and a joy that leads and guides spiritually in a home. Yes, the Bible says that a husband is supposed to be the spiritual leader, but his wife 
is his spiritual partner. Together, they guide the family. And there's no greater guide than a righteous mother that is living a merciful life that is pure in the eyes of God. That is a foundation of the home in America. The foundation of a home that God will bless and move upon. The foundation of a home that will be solid and stable. Why is it so necessary? The day that we live in, our children are going to be the next generation of leaders. And how are they going to lead our churches? How are they going to lead our governments? How are they going to lead our communities and our schools? Will it be in a manner that is godly? Or will it be in a manner that is worldly? That depends on the home. That depends on how the home is structured. Moms have an awesome responsibility in helping structure and guiding the structure of that home in a godly way. Moms, I want to say today, my hat's off to you. You have, a, you have an awesome, an awesome responsibility. You have a great obligation from God in your role as a mother. You also have a blessing that no one but a mother can experience. And when I say a mother, I want to be un I want to be understood before we close. I'm talking about the natural birth mother. I'm talking about the stepmother. I'm talking about the foster mother. I'm talking about those women who have stepped into the lives of children and have taken on a mother role for them, whether it is an aunt or whether it is a sister, or whether it is a neighbor, or whomever it may be. But if you're assuming a motherly role in the life of someone today, I want you to know this message is for you. I want you to know that the blessings of righteousness, the blessings of mercy, the blessings of purity are yours to be had. If you'll follow God's word and if you'll seek him with them and let him lead you and guide you and direct you. He's put you in a place of authority, a place of accountability, and a place of affecting the future of this nation and the world. God bless you mothers, each and every one of you, and thank you for the job that you do. Godly mothers, thank you for the job you do in shaping this nation and this world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> I thank you for the time that you've given. I pray that your word would not go out to you void, but that it would accomplish everything you purposed it to do. Lord, I pray if there's one that's not saved today that has heard this message, I pray that they would call upon you. I pray that they would take Jesus as their Lord and Savior before it's eternally too late. Lord, if there's one that is backslidden today, one that is out of your will, I pray that they would repent, that they would turn and come back to you. Lord, I pray that your convictions would move in hearts and lives. I pray that this nation would come to you in a mighty awakening of one that it has never seen. 
I pray, Heavenly Father, that godly mothers out there would take a stand in the lives of their families. And I pray, Heavenly Father, those godly mothers would rear up children that would lead the way through the awakening that is to come. Lord, I thank you for the godly mothers we have. I thank you for the godly mothers that are going to be developed from your word and from your grace from your salvation. Now as we depart and go our way, remember the prayer request, each and every one. Lead God and direct us in everything that's said and done. We'll be careful to praise, honor, and glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, moms, for everything that you do. To my mother, to my wife, to my mother-in-law, to all three of our daughters, to all of the aunts that are out there, and all of the friends and family that are mothers. Happy Mother's Day, and may God richly bless you, is my prayer. Until next service, be safe, and may God bless you. Goodbye.